He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. stuff <clears throat> excuse me crazy stuff i'm drew berkwist this is my show that was the beyond tragic 7.8 magnitude earthquake in turkey that's left what's expected to be thousands upon thousands dead at this point not a great way to start the week uh but we're glad to be with you guys thanks so much for being here hope you had a great weekend uh it certainly was here excited for all that is to come this week with the show lots to happen on the regular shows as well as on Booze and Banter. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But you saw that tragic kind of apocalyptic scene, right? It's dark. There's lightning. The whole you know, area is shaking and, sh and, and then eventually shattering and collapsing. Power goes out. This is what it looks like in daylight, but there's just some different footage that's come in from there. So we'll pull that up. If we've got, do we have that, Disco? Yeah, just give me – sorry. It, it, it's, yeah. it's coming right now. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Here's, here's what it looks like now. Just awful. İnsanlar yardım bekliyor. 112'ye ulaşılmıyor. Buradaki halk elini uzatabildiğine yardım etmeye çalışıyor. Lütfen yardım gör denir. Kahramanmaraş'ta durum çok kötü. So just crazy, right? 7.8, that's massive. That is a massive deal. You're seeing it all there as Matilda says, God help them. And, and honestly, guys, thoughts and prayers going out to all those people. And, and, and when I say that, I mean it. It's not just empty words. I really do. This was an unspeakable tragedy, and the loss of life is significant. It is extremely significant over there. Uh, we've got a lot of crazy stuff happening here, though, too, albeit not necessarily looking the same as that. And we're going to get into it today. But just quick reminder, especially for you folks on some of the platforms that we've turned back on, uh, you might not know this. Booze and Banter is now exclusively on Red Voice Media. I'm going to pop up a graphic here. Actually, Disco is going to pop it up, but we'll pop it up. All you've got to do to enjoy this, you can try it for just a dollar. You can try it uh, if you're new to the platform. If you're new to the show, you can try it for just a dollar. You go to redvoicemedia.com forward slash Drew Crew. That's where you sign up. Once you're signed up, you go to watch at redvoicemedia.com forward slash BB. Or if you're on the Red Voice Media homepage, you can click live premium and it will show it all there so it's easy to sign up there's still some things we're working through um without a shadow of a doubt you know we can always get better we're gonna get better uh the folks at red voice have done an outstanding job of getting this all set up so please come on over there again we'll share it throughout the show it's redvoicemedia.com forward slash drew crew to sign up to come on over and hang out with us for some more content some content that's maybe not safe for all the other platforms so we'll be there we'll be having a drink it'll be fun all right, specifically here, though, during the show today, we're going to get into this. People asking about it for the take, going to get into the balloon, it being shot down, why it shouldn't have happened, all of that. Lots of lots of commentary on that. We're going to spend two segments at least on it. Plus, the left is saying on that same issue that Trump had balloons, too. The balloons were here when he was president. And a convenient thing to say, I'll share my thoughts on that as well. And then Biden is set to give the State of the Union address tomorrow night. Aren't you all so excited? Everyone's going to be sitting there in their, their comfy sweatpants. What, is, what does AOC call it? 
evening wear. Um, uh, loungewear. Loungewear, yes. Yeah. Loungewear. So that's going to happen tomorrow. We'll talk about some expectations of what's going to come out of that. We'll talk about some polling that comes ahead of it. All that and more, plus in booze and banter. We're going to get into the squad, who I don't know if you saw this. We kind of talked about it. I talked about it on some stuff I did for Mammoth Nation over the weekend. But the squad absolutely lost their ever-loving uh, ever minds on, on Friday when Ilhan Omar was stripped from her committees. We're going to show that footage, talk about all of that. It's going to be great. We're also going to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse because the judges said that this wrongful death lawsuit can move forward. So we're going to get into all that stuff. Lord knows what else we'll get into, anything that you guys want to. But let's get into the balloon. Let's, let's get started with the balloon. Because after three years, and, and, and to preface this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share some positive aspects of it to start. There's, there's not many, okay? There's not many. This shouldn't have happened, just to put the, the bottom line up front here. But after... If we ask you, do you want, the, you want to hear the good or the bad, you're giving us the good part. I'm first. giving you some good first. We're going to show some footage of it first. One of our buddies was there, literally right there. I'll, I'll show you what I'm talking about in a second. But after three years of feeling like America was losing at every turn, it was nice to have what felt like a cool scene. I, I don't know that it was a victory because, again, it was too little too late. But it was a cool scene. And I'll show you what I'm talking about in a second here. This is Chad Caton, who you can watch over on Red Voice Media as well. He's the host of I'm Fired Up with Chad Caton. And he was there. He texted me. He texted me on Saturday morning. He's like, bro, I'm buying some pants, and I can see the balloon, and the F-22 is right above me. And he turns on his phone, and, and here's one of the scenes uh, from, from him there at the, uh, the outlet mall. They are coming right at us. Wherever you see that single plane, you can see the little white speck. Holy shit. There it is. Hey, China, kiss my ass. Holy shit, that just happened. Ladies and gentlemen, that was live right here on Red Voice Media. You just watched America take down the balloon. And again, I'm proud to say right here in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, the rest of the country was a little too chicken shit to do it. But here we have it. And you're going to watch this thing go out of control. And the CCP just lost a balloon to all of you on Getter. And all of, our, all of our Chinese friends that are trying to take down the CCP, this is one for you. All right, so pretty cool, right? Again, I think it was too late. We're going to get into that discussion here in a second. But I just thought it was remarkable that Chad's literally out there buying pants. And he's like, bro, I'm going to send you some – look at what I'm about to live stream here. And, and it was cool, too, right, to see some F-22s do some F-22 stuff, some badass Americans do some stuff. That – for, for people who are saying it was too little too late, I'm among them. The people who were flying those jets, they didn't get to choose when it was done. They went and did what they were supposed to do when it was time. So well, you know they were biting at the bit to want to go. Oh, know? hell yeah. No, there have been dudes flying around put it for, coach, for a long a time coach, now. I'm ready. You yeah, know, I'm exactly. Ready, coach. So it's, it's just, cool to see them kicking ass. So like them kick, are, are we as a country or are we as a military apparatus kicking ass right now? No, because of the leadership. No, because of a lot of other things. We're going to talk some more about that tomorrow, too, by the way. But, but this, this was good. It was different. It was a different – I mean, here, think of what we've been seeing about our, our military lately. We've been seeing transgender officers being celebrated. We've been seeing pictures of military leadership if, with, like, pup play masks on while in uniform. Not on their own time. Do whatever the hell you want on your own time. That's what we've seen. It was good to see this happen – and just give kind of that that that spirit. Well, here's what I loved about it. I loved hearing everyday Americans clap and cheer and woohoo in the background. That's what I liked about. It. I liked seeing a fighter jet do what it should have done a long time ago. But anyways, let's keep going with this. Chad's wife also was there, and she had a different angle of it, which was a pretty a pretty awesome angle. Let's take a look at that. Thank you. 
So we can we can cut away from that. You you can. It was a good angle though because you can see the fighter jet going right at it. You, you right at the jet. You you hear the pop right, and then in a total Tom Cruise Top Gun type style, you see the fighter jet go into this like steep nosedive, bank away from it as as the commie balloon starts collapsing and going down. Now again, I've got some commentary on that. Christopher saying some stuff over on YouTube. They could have gunned gunned the envelope, the balloon, and that thing would have come down in one piece. Instead, they they hit it with a missile and spread it. I, I don't, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But the scene was good. Chad said the, the sonic boom that was heard there, right where he was in Myrtle Beach, was epic. So it was, it was, it was good. And again, I liked, the thing I liked about it, my family at the house saw it happening. We saw Chad's footage happening live. We saw the news channels showing stuff live. We, we were pissed because it shouldn't have ever gotten to this point. We were not happy. Chris, good to see you, brother. I'll explain that in a little bit. But <clears throat> Americans like winners. And most of us like our country and rally behind it. There's loud voices that don't, and we hear them all the damn time. But, but that was good. Here's another angle. We'll show this one real quick, and I promise we're going to get more into the, to the discussion. But here, here's, a, here's another clip. of The audio is obviously just someone's air conditioning unit. But you can see the fighter jet closing in on the balloon, taking the shot. And if you look closely, you can see the payload detach from the canopy of the balloon. And that, of course, is going to be an important aspect of, of the recovery mission, finding out what was in there. We're, we're learning a little bit more about that. But <clears throat> then here's just a close-up of the impact. We'll show this next one here, if we've got it. The trail is going down, meet me with in the, the mall. music. It's going down, meet me in the club. It's going down, anywhere you meet me, guaranteed to go down. All right, so we'll probably lose monetization on that for YouTube. Um, but I love the music, <laughs> it's hilarious. Hopefully, hopefully, we, we can recover parts of it. It was a, the, the payload was 90 feet long, apparently, fell 60,000 feet into the salt water. And and basically the the <laughs> good to see you, Raven Six. It, basically the thing of it is this: the the biggest problem that I think we probably all share in common here is that Biden let the balloon finish its mission, and then shot it into the sea, where where like Chris was saying over on YouTube earlier, it's going to be hard to piece all this together because we blew it to smithereens. So. This is something that should have been done well before it hit the U.S. mainland, over the Aleutian Islands. Before then, guys, our, our, our, our government's broken. <laughs> it's broken. But we've got some very smart technology and some very smart people working in the intel community. I'm talking about the good ones. I'm not talking about leadership. You know this kind of thing is happening. You just got to have leadership who has the balls to do the right thing. But... But to the Democrats, they're all, I mean, you're seeing people like out of the, the out, of, out of the Democrat Party stepping up here and like, oh my gosh, this is awesome! Yeah, we shot it down. It's like you, you, you don't give two shits about this country. You're just doing this to come alongside of your party in a horrible decision that was made. Now, was it eventually made? Yes, but again, the way that these work. So we we we would have we would have these employed for different reasons in different parts of the country and our military partners. They've got, guys, they've got everything that they need from it. They're, they're capturing that real time. That is the point of what it's doing. They don't need that to get back to their location. Now, is it ideal in some circumstances? Maybe, but, but that's not the point of these types of, of apparatuses, these devices. So the fact that these guys are the DNC, that Joe Biden, the media, all these people are out there touting this as a massive success is just frustrating. I got a lot of questions that we're going to get into. We got a lot more commentary on it too. But first, let's get in question of the day and a quick break before we dive into this a little bit further. The question is this, and it ties into this, to this theme if we've got it. Maybe we don't. But it ties into the whole, to the whole shoot, shooting down the balloon. And it's, do you think that, I'll, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say it, this goes fine. I'm going to just slap it up there. The question is this. Do you think it was too late? 
was it too late in how we did it? Not was it cool, not was the scene cool, none of that stuff. Just straight up, was it too late? Did we do it too late or was it all still good? Let us know your answer. Yes, it was too late or no, it wasn't. It was still good, Whatever, whatever however you want to phrase it. And then we'll get into that on the other side of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Do you think America first when you spend your hard-earned money? Do you feel guilty shopping woke companies that take your money and push a liberal agenda? The choice is yours. When you shop at Mammoth Nation, you're a part of the solution, not the problem. We have thousands of products from hundreds of American and veteran-owned retailers. These patriots love America and they're fighting for you. So do the right thing, vote with your wallet, and spend wisely. Right now, go to mammothnation.com and become a lifetime member. Use this promo code and save 30%. Whether you live at the beach, are going to one, or just want to imagine yourself there, Red Beach Nation has the comfy patriotic apparel for the occasion. But it's not just beachy pro-America merch. At Red Beach Nation, you'll find collections from some of your favorite conservative hosts and influencers throughout the country. Plus, products are fulfilled in-house and shipped right to your door without any middleman. So join the team and rep the nation. Visit redbeachnation.com. You can use promo code FREEDOM to save 10%. Again, that's redbeachnation.com. All right, let's get into it. Let's get those answers. The question I posed to you was, was it too late? Shirley says, absolutely. Christopher says, not for China or Joe. <laughs> Fair point. Elena, yes, way too late. Elena, so good to see you. Toker, 88, yes. Shelby, yes. Judy, yes. Yes, says Gary. Jackson, yes. Sherry says yes. Absolutely, says Matilda. Beverly, absolutely. It was definitely to Steven. Everyone, I, I'm, I'm just going to look for any no's now at this point. 100% says Raven 6. Um, Carol, Curtis, June, everyone saying it's too late. Barb, all of that stuff. I think, look, that this is a pretty late. We'll, we'll, if it gets into food or culture, we, we'll give you some tough questions. And <laughs> when it comes to this stuff, I mean, this, it's just, it just was, folks. It just was. Yeah. It, to, to me, it was like, oh, there's a balloon. What should we do? And then they reach out. China's like, oh, uh, you know, it was an accident. But really, the way I see it is like, yeah, but we're not done. Can you wait till we're done? Because there's nothing in the water that we need to look at. <laughs> you're like okay i yeah, will wait it, it makes no sense it, it should if when it got flagged over in the pacific it should have been shot down then why why why especially like we were talking you and i were talking last night like oh it was over the um what, what base was it over where it had all the nukes and stuff you know in um, momstrom in Montana. yeah it's, it's just like come on yeah like oh sorry <laughs> yeah like well we i didn't mean, know it was gonna go there <laughs> Well, and side point, Kathy says, Drew actually put on long pants for the ads. Yeah, man, Mammoth requires me to wear pants. Uh, it's in my contract. Um, actually, I don't think it is. Maybe we try and push push, push back on that. But um, what's interesting is, so Joe, you know, you've probably seen this clip now. You've got Joe who stepped out in front of cameras and took credit for his swift and decisive action, even though it didn't come when he said that it should. Take a listen to this. Briefed on the balloon. I ordered the Pentagon to shoot it down on Wednesday as soon as possible. They decided without doing damage to anyone on, on the ground. They decided that the best time to do that was if it got over water outside within our within 12-mile limit. They successfully took it down, and I want to compliment our aviators who did it, and we'll have more to report on this uh, a little later. Thank you. This Mr. President, right what did you say about China? So, Anarchy, good to see you too. Uh, so, the Commander-in-Chief tells his military to shoot down the balloon on Wednesday. And the Joint, joint Chiefs basically say, hey, Biden, look, here's the deal. That's great. Saturday works better for us. 
Um, we're just going to kind of do our own thing. And then they looked around the room and said, don't ever let Biden wander into the Situation Room again. Like, what's he doing here? Like, that's how that well, looks you know, and feels. Saturday is uh, half price on jet fuel. So maybe know, that's it. It's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, literally, it's it's an interesting point to, to break down, which which plays into the, the China balloon and and just really is is a broader issue because you, you had Millie back in the Trump era, the Trump administration. Trump, obviously, a, a, a very prominent figure. And, and, and but like you had Millie back then admitting that while Trump was president, that he was going to ignore any potential order from the president having to do with nukes. Now, of course, there was all this fear porn out there about Trump's going to start wars and this, that, and the other. And of course, he didn't start a single war, got us out of conflicts, brought the Arab, you know, Abram Accords and all sorts of other, other stuff to pass. But the point of it is, is you had a ranking national security member, as bad as, as, as Millie is as one, saying, yeah, I'm not going to listen to the commander-in-chief. Here you've got the commander-in-chief saying, shoot it down. And they're like, great suggestion. We'll, we'll do that when we want to. Like, this is a, a rather frightening proposition that we're, we're experiencing here, where you've got members of the military ignoring direct orders from the president. I know it's, in this case, Biden, and he's a total idiot, dementia-ridden man who doesn't even know what position he's in. But on paper, he's still the boss. And then to this bullshit of saying they didn't want to shoot it down over Montana. We feared it falling on a school or hitting civilians or this. First of all, no, that's just wrong from the get-go. But Montana is massive, you guys, and it's sparsely populated. You could shoot down 20 of these things there, and they could all fall to earth without coming near a person or a building. Now, is there a risk that that's not the case and it happens to, to, to, to land in this town or it lands in Bozeman? or billings or whatever sure but like satellite earth satellites fall to earth all the time and you know what the government basically tells people hey this is going to happen duck why wasn't it yeah. shot down before in the bering sea or when it first entered american airspace or over the aleutian islands there's so many different re you know times where this could have happened and again risk could have still been mitigated particularly national security risks that we blew we totally lost lost on that one china won this one big time now they're complaining and saying this they they know deep down like okay we accomplished everything we wanted to so what they shot it down we, we're hearing now that it had potentially uh explosives on it to detonate on its own after a certain point because again the way these satellite surveil or not satellite excuse me surveillance balloons work is they're they're capturing data yes atmospheric data yes but they're also capturing footage so when you're over Malmstrom Air Base with 150 ICBM silos, it, it's already been captured. By the time it was, you know, out of the state, they already had that. So it doesn't, like, it doesn't make any sense. But there's two reasons, neither of which are very good, that they didn't shoot it down. One is, is in this, uh, again, this is hypothetical. One is that they didn't see the spy balloon when it was over Alaska, which if that's the case, we should be very concerned about our safety in the military should rethink their counter-espionage programs. But I'll tell you, from working in the intel community, having very high clearance and having access to a lot of stuff, we knew it was there. We knew it was there. We have some great professionals. Again, leadership, awful. The worker bees, the operators out there, awesome. Well, no, I, I mean, you know, I, I was reading some articles where people were like, oh, the balloon was too small. No, it wasn't, because I have flown drones for films and stuff. And if you didn't have the clearance to be in a certain spot, you got hit and you lost control of what it was. Yeah, a drone that's no bigger than this. Like, they can see it. <laughs> they knew it was there. It wasn't too small. Like, you know, they, you know. I'm going to tell you how big it was in a little bit. And it's going to surprise. Well, I'll tell you right now. They're saying that it was 200 feet tall, weighed thousands of pounds, and its payload was the size of a jetliner. It wasn't small. It wasn't small. And again, even if it was smaller, if it was a drone, we've got the technology, folks. Yeah. Sometimes that technology is not good. So, so, again, getting back to it. Reason one, scenario one, why they maybe didn't do it is that we just missed it. I don't buy it, not for one second. Reason two is that Biden and his regime were totally fine 
Totally fine. A-OK -okay with the balloons spying on our nuclear weapon silos at Malmstrom Air Force Base. Because Biden and the rest of permanent Washington are bought and paid for by the, the Chinese Communist Party. Again, as we've discussed, hundred at least 150 that are known, ICBM silos right under where it was floating in Montana. Take that in. That's and that's that's when all this kind of popped off, right, and became a national discussion. Like, why is why do they have one here in the first place? Don't worry, the Chinese say it's just a weather balloon gone astray. And where is it right now? Oh, it's camped over Malmstrom Air Force Base, where there's 150 ICBM silos. No big deal. Got to just be, got to just be a coincidence. Now, you could say, well, they're suggesting today. You had the uh, Air Force General Glenn Van Herc who's the commander of the U.S. Northern Command, suggests that it might, it might have had explosives in it to destroy itself. Now, maybe it did. Again, anything's possible, right? We're not going to know that at this point. They're not going to tell us that, and if they do, I don't know that you can trust it. But we don't know that that's true. He's even just saying, he's saying it's suggested that it could have been. Is that confirmed? Who knows? But regardless, this thing could have been shot down and been fine. And it should have been because not only was it over sovereign territory, sovereign territory, that is the United States of America. I know that's a new concept um, to Democrats. So that basically means our borders mean something, our country means something, so you don't get to just abuse it and leave the borders open and let Chinese balloon. We'll, we'll talk about it at a different time. I know that's a lot to take in in one fell swoop for Democrats. But, but we should have... We, it passed over sensitive areas. It was in sovereign country. It would have been fine. It was at altitude. There was so many. What we did is, is we had a choice. We had a choice. You can send a message of strength. Or you can send one of weakness. And unfortunately, although not surprising with this administration, we chose the latter. And this whole thing happened, folks. This whole thing happened because of that weakness. It happened because Xi Jinping... And Vlad Putin and all of these world leaders of big state actors across the, the, the planet who want to be number one, they want to dethrone us, see the opportunity that's there, and they've been seizing it. Man, have they been seizing it. Trump weighed in on it. Here's what he said about the whole instance. Take a look. It's rarely even mentioned that China has many thousands of spies working in the United States in business, finance, academia, technology, media, and likely even government, very sadly. As president, I established a special initiative at the Department of Justice tasked with the sole mission of targeting Chinese espionage in the United States. Joe Biden terminated that program right away, suggesting that it was somehow racist. According to published reports, this came shortly after 160 faculty members of the University of Pennsylvania, where I went to school, the Wharton School of Finance, home of the now infamous Biden Center, wrote to Merrick Garland and demanded that the Chinese espionage initiative be shut down immediately. Congress needs to dig deep into the financial operations of the University of Pennsylvania, its Chinese donors, the Biden Center, and the Biden family, and figure out what the hell is going on. As president, I took the most dramatic action of any administration to curtail China's ability to conduct espionage in the United States. And when I'm back in the White House, those efforts will be expanded in a very, very big way. Instead of hunting down Republicans, a reformed FBI and Justice Department We'll be hunting down Chinese spies. We will create new partnerships with businesses and universities to give them the tools to protect themselves from insider threats. We will also impose whatever visa sanctions and travel restrictions are necessary to shut off Chinese access to American secrets in compliance with our demands and in compliance with our laws. The FBI even recently admitted that China operates a secret police force on American soil. How do you like that one? Imposing the iron fist of the Communist Party, the rule, think of this, the Communist Party rule on Chinese nationals in the United States. Just think about that. We will shut that down, and we will shut it down cold. Thank you very much.
So I love it, right? Matter of fact, right to the point. Lot, he, I mean, he made lots of points there. Laid out that members of the Chinese spies were on the faculty at UPenn. Important deal. Something that's getting lost, by the way, in all this. I'm not saying... I'm not saying that I know there's people who think that I'm not saying it was staged to cover this up, but it certainly is providing some great cover for Biden's classified docs. It's certainly providing some great cover for Hunter. But he, he, I mean, all of this stuff that's happened at UPenn between China, the, the Chinese donors, all that stuff we've tugged on that thread a lot on the show. We're not getting into that today per se, but there's a whole lot of that going on. All this money laundering needs to be investigated. People need to go to jail. Obviously, they won't. Let's not get let's not get crazy here. But is it? I mean, it was, and I'm being facetious, right? It was so coincidental that when Biden was installed into office, he immediately canceled the counterespionage program to kick out Chinese spies in the U.S. Shocker. I don't get. I don't get for one second. Why it's so controversial in this day and age for the United States to want to protect itself, to defend our borders, to defend our citizens. But closing the borders, closing airspace, kicking out foreign spies, all of that, taking care of your own sovereign country, that's all racist in this woke new America. You got so much flack for... Uh, the MS-13 hunt that he was putting on, you know, towards the end of his four years, you know, and it was just like, why would you be doing that? Because they're killing people. Like, because it's a se- they're sex trafficking, you name it. Like, w- like, what other reason do you need? They're like, no, that's racist. You can't go after them. I'm sorry. Yeah. What if your daughter was killed or raped or sold? What would you want to do? You'd probably want them taken care of. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not hard. It's not a hard concept to want to take care of your your country, your loved ones, all of that. I mean, it's. But that's that's the that's the world we live in now. In this new woke America, you say that you suggest that like, eh, why don't we why don't we protect our country? Why don't we do the right thing for our country? And then once our country is taken care of and secured, we can maybe help others because we'll be coming from a position of strength and stability. But but that's not the case these days. But you guys, listen real closely to this. I'm preaching to the choir. I know, for in, in most cases at least. Self-preservation is not racist. Again, it is self-preservation is not racist whatsoever. But sadly, Democrats hate this country so much that anytime we can be knocked down a couple of pegs like this, where China accomplished what it wanted to accomplish and only then was it shot down, they love it. These Dems love it. Even if it means putting the country's safety and the country's citizens' safety at risk. It's perfectly okay with the left. That's how their diseased minds work. It's, it's, it's disgusting, but it's true. I love, too, how he brought up, because this isn't talked about enough, and, and admittedly, we haven't talked about it enough here either, that... Trump brought up, that is, that China operates a police force in New York that enforces their laws on Chinese Americans who live in New York. New York is a state in the United States of America. It's impossible to have a sovereign country when you have China enforcing its laws in our country. Think about that for a second. China established a police force in the United States to enforce their laws on Americans and the Democrats are cool with that. Like, yeah, we've seen it. There's reports from the intel community and the law enforcement community. Be like, ah, whatever, no big deal. That's crazy. That's, that's, that's literally crazy. These guys love I, I, segregation. And, and now we're seeing it on, just on an epic scale. I had to look it up because I hadn't know, didn't know about the Chinese thing here. But I'm looking at it, and it's, I'm looking at the building. It's a glass building. <laughs> Like in Chinatown, like you could see in it. <laughs> like that's what's crazy. They're not. They're not hiding. Here it is. Here we are. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, so all this happens, right? All this happens. Trump comes out, puts that message that we just played for you out, and then immediately what starts happening is because it always has to be about Trump, right? And again, if you're new here, this isn't a show about Trump. I I don't even know if I'm 
if that's my guy for the next one or if I'm to say, I, I don't know. I want them to duke it out and figure it out. I don't know if we can win an election moving forward. Anyways, there's a lot of questions that I have. But this show is about America. This show is about common sense. By the way, some of you have asked, make common sense a thing again. You can go to redbeachnation.com and then just go to the DB gear, the Drew Berkowitz gear section, and it's there. Um, it's there. You can grab yourself, your loved ones, your friends one. Use fr uh, promo code FREEDOM and you'll save 10%. Um, but, but now they're coming out and saying, well, you know, I mean, but he, there was balloons when Trump was there too. There was, there was at least three balloons. Some people are saying when Trump was president too. And you had former, so there's been some response to it. Former director of the DNI, John Ratcliffe was interviewed by Maria Bartiromo over the weekend. She asked him point blank, if the military was lying when they said that, that there was balloons that had spied over the United States during the Trump administration. Take a listen to this. John, the Biden administration is trying to minimize this explosive situation uh, in this past week. And the Department of Defense is claiming that uh, there were three balloons, Chinese spy balloons, that entered the United States airspace during the Trump administration and that they were not shot down and they were not disclosed. Can you please tell us the truth and if that's true? Well, it's not true. I can, I can refute it. Um, uh, former Secretary of Defense uh, Mark Esper refuted it yesterday. Sec former Secretary of State and CIA Director Mike Pompeo has refuted it. But, Maria, the American people can refute it for themselves. Um, uh, do you remember during the Trump administration when uh, photographers on the ground and commercial airline pilots were talking about a uh, spy balloon over the United States uh, that people could look up and see even with the, with the naked eye and that a media that hated Donald Trump wasn't reporting? I don't remember that either because it didn't happen. As I said to you earlier, this was unprecedented. We have never had a circumstance where an adversary has had spy craft over our country, our continental United States, posing a threat for the better part of a week straight. And, and that's why I said to you before, the, not only is it unprecedented, but the damage from this is incalculable, both from um, an intelligence standpoint and the possible payloads. You talked a little bit earlier about the different types of payloads that a stratospheric balloon could carry. Um, those possibilities are, are, are limited only by your imagination. Um, but what we do know is none of those are possible to be deployed against the United States if a stratospheric balloon isn't allowed to traipse across our countryside for four straight days, something that has never happened before. All right, so let's break down a couple things. I love what he said there, by the way. But let's break down two things we're hearing. One, what we just heard, okay? Look, if there were spy balloons over the United States when Trump was president, it would have been wall-to-wall -wall coverage on every network. It would have been mayhem. The, the leaks from the intel community would have been enormous because they despised the man. There would have been hearings about how the military dropped the ball and let the spy balloons in the U.S. airspace. Crying Adam Kinzinger, who's had a lot to say about this, would be in tears every day until mean man Trump was held accountable because this was such a dereliction of duty. And he would think that Trump needs to be, to be punished. You'd have vodka granny, Pelosi. She would have impeached him a third time over this incursion. And it would also be even more remarkable than, than the fact that it just didn't happen because you had the most significant members of the intelligence and military committee saying that it didn't happen. There was no coverage. And it would also be the first time in American history that the Democrats would have given about a, a shit about our sovereignty, cared about our borders, cared about our airspace, any of that stuff. It's just a laughable notion. If you, and, and the fact that what's, what's, it's surprising and it's not surprising and it's terrifying, it's a lot of things, is that the mainstream media and the pedophiles over at the Lincoln Project and all these people believe that Americans are gullible enough to say this. Well, let's take the heat off of the Dems. Yeah, they, uh, they had it during Trump. They were, they were here during Trump. No. Honestly, even the most hardcore, the government's my mommy, and I'll get a, a useless booster whenever they tell me to, even they know they're being lied about on this particular thing because they know, again, the hoopla, the sensationalism, all the stuff that would have come along with that is is... It would have just been absolutely insane. So, 
That's where we are. That's where we are. I don't I don't buy it for one damn second. Now, <clears throat> there's people out there, uh, Rep. Waltz, who said that some Pentagon officials briefed him over the weekend saying that these, these incidents did happen. And that the one suggestion, the one reason that it wasn't moved up the, the chain of command and it wasn't disseminated throughout the community and disseminated to the White House was because Secretary of Defense at the time, General Mattis, kept it from Trump because he thought Trump was too provocative. Now, again, first of all, we have to consider the fact that the intel community has become extremely porous. The amount of leaks that come out of there now is absurd. And they could have used it against, I mean, there's just, there's no jiving against it. But let's just, I don't buy it for one second. Because again, the DNI, Pompeo as the director of CIA, Esper, who was, uh, you know, in, in charge of, of the Defense Department for a while under Trump, all of them would have been well aware of this. But if this crazy ass instance, which makes no sense, was true, then Mattis, that's, that's treasonous, bro. You turned out to be a real schmuck in the end. And that would be a huge stain on your career. And once again, a troubling thing for our country as we have senior military and intelligence officials officials saying, you know what, we're just going to keep this from the commander-in-chief. We're not going to tell him because we think we know better. How just like when, when Milley said that he that wasn't going to listen to Trump. What? Yeah, I mean, how, how did Mattis think that that was okay to come out now? Well, we decided not to tell him. Okay, you just... You just painted a target on your back and everyone else that was with you. If you think about it, you know, like that's yeah. like, you know, I, that I don't know. It's fishy in Denmark. You know, yeah. Something is fishy in Denmark. Uh, probably because they have lots of fish. A lot of uh, fish. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, I, I don't buy it for a second, guys. The, the way that the community has worked now, the way that it leaks come out left and right, the way that they, they will take anything and they don't even need anything legit that they will make anything up to target, you know, their number one nemesis in, in, in Trump. I, I, it just doesn't make an ounce of sense, an ounce of sense. So we'll keep talking about it, I'm sure. We'll keep tracking it. The bottom line is, is China won this deal. They just did. They got it here. They captured the footage, the information they wanted. Maybe there was something more nefarious. Maybe it was a test run. Maybe it was this. Maybe it was that. There's a gazillion scenarios out there. But the bottom line is this. They executed what they wanted to execute got what they wanted, and we didn't do jack shit about it until it was out of the United States and over the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, most important, That's they saw our lack sauce. of response. They saw our lack of response. Yeah. People say, well, we responded. Eh, too little, too late. Yeah. It, it, it... It's frustrating. It's frustrating. Well, I, I can't wait to see what Biden says about it tomorrow because the State of the Union is tomorrow night, folks. Yay, everyone. Get your, uh, get your favorite... Forget the Super Bowl this coming weekend. Get your like party snacks out for tomorrow night. It's going to be remarkable. Can you imagine, by the way, the chemical cocktail that his doctors are working on right now, like the State of the Union's tomorrow, and we've got to have this guy with it? Okay. That's a tall, that's a tall, tall order right there. It's a tough task. Uh, we'll get into kind of some expectations of what he's going to talk to. I'm going to show you this poll that's pretty interesting that shows that everyone hates what Joe's doing or not doing, however you want to slice that we'll talk about where booze and banter is going to be all that's coming up on the other side stick around do you know that big tech and other woke companies give billions to the radical left they're literally using your money to take your vote and your freedoms away from you stop Shop at Mammoth Nation instead, the conservative marketplace. Get huge discounts on thousands of products from hundreds of American and veteran-owned retailers. Vote at the booth and with your wallet. This is how we fight tyranny, folks. Right now, go to mammothnation.com and become a lifetime member. Use this promo code and save 30%. Hey, guys, it's a crazy world out there, and we're facing more uncertainty than we've faced in a long time, if not ever. And the most important advice I can give you and your loved ones is to be prepared. 
Most people realize they need something way too late in the event of a disaster, be it a natural disaster, a sustained power outage, political upheaval, or God forbid, war. Don't put yourself in that situation. Have food and water on hand to provide for you and your loved ones as you adjust to whatever crisis you're facing and develop a strategy. And thankfully, Heaven's Harvest has everything you need to prepare for the unexpected. With Heaven's Harvest, you're not only supporting a pro-America Christian companies that shares your values, but you also get discounts on emergency survival foods, heirloom vegetable seed kits, water filtration and storage kits, and loads of other survival resources, such as guides on how to grow and preserve your own foods. So get ahead, be prepared, and survive with a company that shares your values. Right now, go to heavensharvest.com and use promo code DREW, D-R-E-W, to save. State of the Union address tomorrow. Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy invited him to do it. I think that's such a silly tradition. It always happens. Well, I've invited the, whatever. I'm not even going to go into it, but that's happening. It's happening tomorrow night, barring some major change. And look, you've got people saying that they're going to talk about the uh, bipartisan infrastructure bill, the um, what was the bill before that ended up just being. Um, the Inflation Reduction Act it ended up just being, you know, woke climates. It had nothing to do with anything. Inflation went up. Everyone still lost on it. But he continues to, what's, what's remarkable, and, and we're going to get all these points, right? KJP's like, oh, he's going to make all these points. And it's going to, there was a clip today I almost brought in. She's like, it's going to be a very Joe Biden speech. He's been very involved in, in helping write it. It's like, well, first of all, hold up, lady. He's, he's not even up more than a few hours a day. How involved can he be? But if it is, if he really was involved... And and getting all this stuff done and getting it written in there, man, I tell you what, I tell you what, it's going to be amazing. I'll sit in and watch the whole damn thing if he played a part in writing that. But he's going to talk about all this stuff that says, hey, here's all the great things we're doing, right? And I get it. That's what every president does, always have done. But he, you look at his tweets. And again, I would maintain I don't think he knows how to tweet or even get into his account, it's obviously his, his staff, but but you have these folks send out these messages like, look at all this great stuff we've done. And then they'll literally talk about whether it's the economy or whether it's the border or what, one of these issues where the world on that particular issue is on fire. It's not going well. He would do it even, even as inflation was going up and gas prices were going up as, as we were hitting what by by traditional standards was a recession as we're still dealing with all of these prices yada yada yada yeah otis there's not a paid subscriber here brother glad you're here uh thanks for trolling but not paid they just don't like me because i like this country and served it it's fun it's a fun game we play um but <clears throat> you remember how um they did the whiteout the the the, the, the yeah the, the chicks the squad Democrats, and all the yeah yeah. I, I hope and because of our the the track record of the Republicans, I'd say nothing's going to happen. But I hope that they do something like that. Not that they dress up or whatever, but like they decide not to applaud or stand up. Whatever like like they've gotta do something to make a stand, to show that we're not about this garbage and he's gonna come up and try to peddle. Because they say it, they say it in their on the news and they you know they say it to the constituents, all that stuff, but it, here at the State of the Union, they gotta they gotta show something. Otherwise, yeah, it's just it, gonna be like, okay, cool, we're back they, to where we were. They probably will. The America First Caucus will probably cause a stink, and they should. You're you're right, they should. But it's all at the end of the day, it's all just political theater. It does nothing. Like, I, I'm ready for people to do something, and we can't. We can't really accomplish much right now, right? I mean, we can get some stuff through the House, maybe. But but it stops there. It's it's. We're in, a, we're in a tricky spot. We're in a tricky spot, and it's not good for anyone on either side of the aisle. And anyone who can't see that's just not paying attention. But, 
But it's it's it's going to be interesting to see how he crafts this and how his team crafts it because you look at this new um, this new poll, and we'll slap it up here. Most Americans say Biden has accomplished not very much or little or nothing during his time in office. So U.S. adults combined, 36% say he's done a great deal or a good amount. 62% say not much or little to nothing. A small fraction didn't have an opinion on it. I don't know what they're, what they're thinking. Then the Democrats, of course, supported it, but not, but not crazy, not into the 80s and 90s. They were 77%. Independents, nine, uh, 66%, excuse me, said not much, little to nothing. Republicans, 93% polled, little to nothing. Now, that's not surprising that you've got high numbers on either side, but across all U.S. adults and across independents, you're into the 60s, 62 and 66, respectively. That's a, that's a big number. His poll numbers, his presidential approval numbers throughout his two years, and again, it pains me to say two years. It feels like it's been a decade. We're only halfway there, folks. His poll numbers have been disastrous. Disastrous. So you can say, I don't like Trump. That's fine. If you don't like Trump, I don't care. I, I literally could give two shits what you, what you think about Trump or any politician. You should recognize that all... All the politicians in, in D.C., and I would argue Trump's really not one, but all the politicians in D.C. don't like you. You should, you should be able to see that. But we need to hold, and I always say this, we need to hold whoever is sitting behind the Resolute Desk at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, we need to hold them accountable and hold them and judge them as to whether or not they're doing a good job and helping the greater good, the most people. This, there's, there's no one who's supporting. So again, don't like Trump, that's fine. But you, you need to be, you, you at least gain some credibility with me if you say, look, I don't like Trump and, and maybe your reasons are good, maybe they're not. But I don't like this guy either because he is absolutely horrible for this country. Then we can at least have a discussion. If your first response is just orange man bad, it's like, yeah, you're missing the boat here. You're missing the boat. And everyone is. This is, this is, where, this is where things stand. The poll numbers are not in Joe Biden's favor that's it. We can get more into that in booze and banter. We got to run here. Um, real quick reminder: if you want to come have a drink, it's going to start in about five minutes. It's going to be right there. You can see it. Sign up at redvoicemedia.com forward slash Drew Crew. That's where you sign up. You'll only do that once. Then you go to watch at redvoicemedia.com forward slash BB. You can also just go to the main Red Voice Media page and click live premium. We will be there. We hope to see a lot of you over there. We've had lots of people signing up. We're getting the chat stuff worked out. We'll hope to see you there. If we can't for some reason, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Be safe. Be smart. Be free. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on DrewBerquist.com.